Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when it comes to the show. What's up? And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. We'll be previewing the final major of the 2023 season, the Open Championship, the British Open, coming at you at Royal Liverpool Golf Course. You can find myself on Twitter at BDNTrick. My co-host, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Looking forward to the major and um, watching it on TV this time around, so that'll be good. Um, how Supposedly. Uh, Supposedly, I, the other thing that still bugs me, and I know I'm just being a cheapskate, is the first half of Thursday and Friday, I have to buy Peacock to watch it. I'm like, that's at least I'll be asleep for most of it, so I kind of don't care this time around. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's just a I know, I'm it's with like, you. I'm give with me you. the product. It's the major. Well, it was the same thing for the U.S. Open. Yeah, and I did not buy it then either, and I won't buy it again this time. <laughs> I'll just wait for it to come on USA or whatever the heck channel it comes on on the weekdays, and yeah. and go from there. But at least it's on TV. Unlike this yeah. past weekend, um, I saw the highlights though. Uh, Rory McIlroy comes through. Bobby Mack made a run. Um, any any thoughts on the Scottish Open? That was, uh, I guess, good overall, but still some some messes involved. I made an absolute just dumb error to begin with. Like uh, I was looking at the weather, and I thought that the um, that one wave would have in it a little bit of an advantage. So I decided to stack that whole wave in one lineup, and I I didn't realize that the way it was listed, the times were listed, was the Two o'clock tea time was two two a.m. and the eight eight a.m. tea time was you know was eight a.m. my time and yeah. I was thinking it was reversed like two p.m. their time uh, eight and I, I've totally fucked up got one of six so literally did not give a shit about it the rest of the week because I was so tilted uh, about the fact that I I messed that up so I didn't really watch much um, yeah but Rory obviously. Uh, you know, I, I guess it was super windy on. Yeah, it was massively windy. They both hit and, it as like twenty to thirty mile winds are hitting into on eighteen. And Bobby so, Mack shoots six under. Yeah, it was impressive. Birdied his final three holes. Rory birdied his final two holes. I think they were the only two to birdie eighteen, or one of the only few to birdie eighteen on the day. And uh, like Rory pars it, they go to a playoff birdie won it. Obviously, um, it was it was some amazing shots, but it's such like I play in wind where my local area gets windy every afternoon, so I'm used to the wind. Uh, those were such wind shots the way they just kind of fluttered and where they landed it was just it was amazing to see you just yeah. hit you hit it you hit it and pray is what it comes down to right especially bobby mack out of the thick shit yeah he, he got lucky he didn't get in the thick thick but uh that tee shot on 18 reeked of oh no i don't know if you saw that one it was <laughs> a did. hard hard slice to the left because he's a lefty yeah. hard slice to the left um so if it was the u.s open it would have hit the fairway so he's good yeah. there but uh you won't. Well, he he can get away with that this time. You don't want to go right on this golf course. We'll get into that. Like holy yeah. crap, the, yeah. the stuff that's coming out on this course. If it's windy like it's supposed to be, pure carnage could take place on the final few holes on uh, yeah. Sunday. And yeah. buckle up, Buttercup is the best thing I could say on that one. But uh, let's get at it. What do you got yep. for us uh, for some past event history for the Open Championship? I guess we won't even mention that Vincent Norman won the uh, the real tournament, the Barbersall Championship last week. If you want to recap your your major, no. you can because I looked at that uh, leaderboard on Sunday and I'm like, who? Like, who I is mean, he facing? The guy he was facing, like, and we do a lot of golf. Like, there's a knowledgeable golf pool on Twitter these days compared to what it used to be. 
I don't think many people knew who a lot of those guys were at the top of the leaderboard. Most of them are DP World Tour players, but yeah, that's that's kind of what it's turned into is like a DP World Tour event. It's weird because obviously they're playing in Scotland, but these guys have to fly over here and then fly back if they win. Obviously, Norman, I think, gets in this week. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I I had a ticket. I ended up, I was going to go Saturday. They moved the tee times way up where the leaders were going on at 8.30 in the morning. I was not going to drive an hour and a half Mm -hmm. to be there to watch any of these guys play in the rain Saturday. I ended up playing golf on Sunday, so I missed it all. So fuck it. Um, As far as the Open Championship goes, uh, there are, you know, obviously there's, this is the 151st Open Championship, so they've only played this 150 times before now. Um, it rotates around. I'm sure you'll talk about the golf course here in a second. This year it's at Royal Liverpool, uh, which is in Hoylake, uh, United Kingdom, England, whatever, however you want to go about it. Um, last year Cameron Smith was the winner, 20 under, one shot over Cameron Young. Uh, the year before that, 20, 20, 2021, Colin Morikawa was the, was the winner. Colin Morikawa, 15 under, two shots over Jordan Spieth. 2019 was Shane Lowry, 15 under, uh, six shots over Tommy Fleetwood. Of course, 2020 was was canceled, so that's why Lowry was the next winner in 2019. Uh, Francisco Molinari was the 2018 champion, eight under, two shots over Kisner, Rory, Justin Rose, and Xander. 2017 was Jordan Spieth, 12 under, three shots over Kuchar. Uh, 2016 was the Henrik um, Phil duel, uh, where Henrik won 20 under, three shots over Phil. Zach Johnson, previous winner. Roy McIlroy has won this before. Uh, Phil Mickelson has also won um, a uh, Open Championship. And the last time it was played at uh, Royal Liverpool's 2014, Roy McIlroy won there, 17 under, two shots over Ricky Fowler. And Sergio Garcia, the time before that was Tiger Woods at this golf course. He won 18 under, two shots over Chris DeMarco. And that was back-to-back Tiger, too. He won in 2005 as well. But oh, Good old Tiger. Eldrick yeah. doing his thing. Um, yeah, Royal Liverpool, as you mentioned, this is uh, Rory's, I believe it was his first major in 2014. Could be totally wrong there, but I'm pretty sure it is. Um, it's an interesting golf course. It's going to be an electric factory. It's a par 71 little less than 7,400 yards, so still decent distance for a par 71. It's straight up Ocean Links course. That's what you got to look forward to. So when you say that, wind will have its factors throughout the entire week. Um, it's like we said last week, don't look at the weather till Wednesday because it's been changing every time you see any report on Twitter. It is a different report every time you look at it. And that's how it was last week too. Even like Thursday, all of a sudden Saturday was different. Like it's just going to continually change. So you might find some wave advantages. I'm not going to say you won't. But they're saying the the thickness is going to be 25, 30 mile an hour gusts at times. I think most rain's going to stay away. They wanted to play firm and fast. Um, Michael Kim gave a he played the back nine today and tweeted out some cool stuff about it's actually pretty soft for all the rain it's gotten recently. Um, but Did you say rain, Michael Kim? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because he has a really good backside. And he says uh, he'll play the front side. On, he says he'll play the front side on Tuesday, so he'll do the yep. same thing. And like that back nine description was beautiful. Like it yes. just he play by play on the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's it tells you just how tricky the course is uh when you look even deeper here there's uh three par fives two of them are over 610 yards the par five fifth is the short one that you can get to in two so you can take care of that there's four par threes three of them are over 195 the other one is 150 but it is number 17 and it goes straight into the wind and it's got one of the smallest greens there and there's bunkers everywhere like just that just flow off the sides of it so even like 
they interviewed Fitzpatrick and said, what's your thoughts on the 17? And he's all, it's an interesting hole. Like that was his answer. Just basically like, this is going to suck is what it comes down to. Um, I think some of the guys have mentioned, you almost want to lay up and hope it rolls up and then you avoid the bunkers type situation. It's going to be a nasty one. Um, a few other things here. The 18th hole is going to be a whole nother animal. Uh, it's a par five, 609 yards, but the entire right side is basically OB at 15 yards off the fairway. Your OB begins. And if it's windy and you just somehow catch one and it's blowing the wrong way or something, that's going to cause some full tilts. So you might see guys bailing left. That'll be interesting. Michael Kim did mention that there's plenty of places to bail behind the green. He, he mentioned like, like the things that Jesse and I love so much, but unlike the PGA tour, Michael Kim said is the DP tour plays for this and they are whatever the, the Rota that does this plays for it. And they have a designated spot to drop in. So you don't get as favorable of a setup as the PGA Tour would give you by giving you like two club lengths from wherever you dropped out type thing. So that'll be another strategic angle, according to Michael Kim's uh, post on 18. But it's just, it's typical links, pop bunkers everywhere. There's been some nasty ones they've been showing. Michael Kim showed another interesting thing about the bunkers, the way they rake them super wide, that like if your balls are just going to fall into these ruts in the bunker, which I think is the dumbest thing I've ever seen on the face of the planet. Like, how do you do that? Like, you're already getting penalized by being in the bunker, and now you're basically, he's all, you basically going to hit a 60 and pray that you get it clean. It's, it's wild. Like, I can give you a bunch of other stats in the course. There's not a whole lot more besides, you're going to have thick fescue rough. It's like every other British Open we've seen. You need to be accurate. That's the key. It's like any other golf course. you got to be in the fairway here, though. It's really going to crush you if you're not. Um, you have to take advantage of the, the the short par fours. There's a couple of them. Most par fours, seven of the par fours are over 450. So that'll be a bucket you'll want to look at. But there's a couple short par fours. There's a short par five fifth. You have to take advantage of those if you really want to have a chance this week. And then it's all about bogey avoidance. Um, approach game, most approach shots are going to be over. You want to play them like they're over 200 yards because they're either going to be long or you're playing under the wind. So they become long. So that's another thing to look at. It's going to be who can I basically uh, run hot in the wind and get good with the putter? And we always talk about the big greens on links courses, and they're usually slower. So three putt avoidance could be something you look at, things along those lines, lag putting, whatever metrics you have. But it's, it's going to be a wild one. Like looking, I got the golf channel on right now and they're showing the course and a lot of false fronts that basically funnel into bunkers if you don't hit the greens it's going to be a, a very interesting test of golf so what do you have this week yeah i mean you know off of what michael kim was saying too um and a lot of, most of the time uh especially on these links courses this time of year I, I feel like they're almost burnt out but they're getting plenty of rain this year and he said that it was greened up and i've heard other people say that as well that it's that it's greener than normal. So, you know, one of the things he mentioned was, you know, back in 06 and 14 when Tiger and Rory won, um, they were hitting a lot of irons off the tee, but he said we're not going to be able to do that if it stays this uh, soft. Soft, yeah. I mean, so, you know, accuracy off the tee I think is going to matter. Um, strokes gained off the tee, uh, whichever one you want to look at there, uh, I think I think will matter. Um, birdie or better, I mean, obviously, if you look at the last – few open championships 20 under 15 under 15 under um eight under 12 under 20 under and, and the last winner here was 17 and you know, of course tiger was tiger but he shot 18 uh and there and he was two shots ahead of chris demarco so chris demarco shot 16 under at this golf course in, in 2006 i'm sure they've made some changes but generally speaking it's kind of hard to change these golf courses up because they are so tightly packed um with the uh, other real estate around them so 
Yeah, I mean, it's um, the, looking at the weather like just now. It doesn't look there's it's not really going to like not stop raining. So I, I don't know that it's going to get firmer um, and really play like we did, like you know, like we're used to seeing where everything's kind of browned out and running out and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm looking at just basically accuracy, um, birdie or better, those types of things. And it's another good point with, I know we keep referencing the Michael Kim thing, but it was super helpful. So I hope you guys check out his one on Tuesday also. But um, he did mention, I'm like, you know, when you play a lot of golf courses, you're going to go into the wind, out of the wind, into the wind, out of the wind. He said, it's really weird. The front nine is one direction. The back nine right. is the other direction. So, and as you know, golfers and you get in a rhythm and everything, he said, it's going to be really weird when you go from one side to the other, because you're going to be adjusting your swing throughout the, the nine holes. And now you got to adjust it to a, a different flight path, basically, which yeah. is going to be, you know, they're pros. They're going to figure it out. But, you know, you wouldn't be shocked if the guy hits 10 and all of a sudden he's like, oh, crap. But he's like, it takes him a hole to kind of get things back to a dip. I don't know. It was a very interesting point from a professional to even mention that playing nine holes in a row and into one wind pattern and switching will have a, a weird impact compared to just like, you know, this whole, like these two holes were uphill into the wind. These two are down. Like it's nine and nine. It's very interesting right. layout of the golf course. So I'm looking forward to, I love this one the most because there's a chance of carnage. That uh, just all depends on the weather. But at the same time, I love links golf because you're letting the golf ball do the work instead of guys just like, you can still bomb it obviously, but you, they're going to, it's going to be undulating fairways and everything. Like you've heard Augusta comes and everything and whatnot. Still, like, bombing, it's going to be important, but accuracy is more important. So if a guy can hit a good two-iron two instead of his driver, per se, that could come into play. Like, there's going to be little things like that that'll be a, a lot of fun. I, I, I love this tournament quite a bit, so looking forward to it. All righty, let's get cracking on. Where did my things go? That's not fun. Give me one second here. I must have erased it. Uh, the DK pricing. This is a fun one, Jesse, because it's like the old days now. Yeah, it is. We're, we got guys in the 12K ranges. We got dudes down to 55 hundo. Yeah. Like, this is old school, old school uh, DK, which is going to make it really fun because you're going to have people thinking they're experts by playing chalk $5,600 guys, which is good. But you can do it if you're feeling frisky. So as my page loads here, the uh, we have seven guys above $10,000, which is rare. And yes. we'll kick it off with Scotty Scheffler at 12.5, who, by the way, another just ho-hum top five last week. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, Rory McIlroy, 11.9. John Rahm, 11.2. Cam Smith, 10.7. Brooks, 10.4. Uh, Xander, 10.1. And Victor Hovland, 10,000. So how are you starting things out up top? Yeah, I mean, after I talked shit about Rory last week, it's no surprise <laughs> that he won. Um I mean, he was 15% owned last week at 10,900. I'd say he'll be closer to what do you think? 25 to 30 this week coming off the W yeah. having previously won this event at this course. Yeah. Yeah. I agree I with you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it makes it a little bit more difficult to play him. Obviously Scotty Scheffler, like you mentioned, I mean, like I, I actually was looking just randomly at the leaderboard and, I always have, I always just have Scotty start on my PJ tour app and it said third there. And I was like, what the fuck? So third, fourth, third, 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 second, fifth, since, uh, since basically the masters, I mean, finished well, here, 11th here, here, at the heritage. Here, here's a stat for you. Uh, Justin Ray put it out there. Uh, he's basically been top 10 every week, every week since week seven of the 2022 football season. Yeah. It's just, he's just on an insane <laughs> run. I mean, it's like almost a full calendar year. <laughs> Yeah, usually on these weeks I play three lineups, so I'll probably have one at least Scotty Scheffler. 
I think Cam Smith is uh, is definitely playable. He's been trending in the right direction since the Masters. I don't know about the live finishes, but U.S. Open ninth or fourth, uh, PJ Championship ninth, Masters thirty fourth. So getting a little bit better every time. And he, I don't know if you saw his quote. Uh, he said some one of his buddies said that they didn't have long enough with the claret jug, and he said we just have to get back for a week because we're gonna have it get it right back. We'll get it back on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was good. He's he's had some good quotes already. It's only Monday. Like he's, I, he's, he's I like the confidence. Confident. Yeah, very confident I mean, this week, which is great to see. Yeah, I mean, you can you can have that level of confidence going into a major. Um, it's got to bode well. You think it would? Um, Xander's playable, I think, too, and, and Hovland at ten thousand. Um, you know. It, the, the two guys, the two main guys up here that I want are Scotty and Cam. Yeah. And I think that's going to be popular. On, well, outside of Rory, Rory's going to be very popular. I love Scotty. I'm with you. Like we say it every week, you just look at your your ratings and yeah, it checks out why he's finishing so well. The dude's just on another zip code on what he's doing. Um, and he's a great win player. Like, and he's played great on links courses. Like everything you'd think that Scotty Scheffler does right now. So no problem with that at all. I love Cam as well. I'm curious to see how the ownership plays out because I think everyone likes Cam and everyone likes Rory. So I'm curious to see how that goes because if it means we get a lower owned Brooks Kepka, sign me up. Sign, yeah. sign me up for if Brooks, I don't think he can be just because he's played so well in the last couple of majors and you can tell he's kind of back. It feels like um, he's played well over here before. He just hadn't finished it. He, he's come close. Um, he, even one of his U.S. Opens was kind of a linksy style course that he tore apart. So um I, I like our chances with Brooks. Let's put it that way. At ten four, Xander plays great in and this links courses also. So they're all great players for me. Um, I'll add a third guy. It'll be Brooks with Scotty and Cam for me. Uh, Cam's going to be my one and done. I'll say that much because I need to use him because it's the last week for live. But uh, yeah, big big fan of that. Um, let's ask. We have a listener question. We'll get to right now before we get into it. Eric Schmidt in the chat says. Love the analysis as always. Do you think playing last week in Scotland will carry any weight or benefit? It's proven to help. Yes, 100%. It's a big thing. Uh, I heard some trends today that either playing in Scotland this past week or like a top 10 at the event prior to the Barber's Hall would have been John Deere or Travelers or whatever um, helps. Like that's kind of one of the things you're looking for, basically. So you're saying winning the Barber's Hall doesn't help? Unfortunately, it does not. But then again, that trend wasn't really useful because it used to not be at that part of the schedule. Know, so it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to tell. I'm trying to butter you back up. I didn't want to like, throw away your <laughs> throw away your turn up. But yeah, Eric, it's it, very very beneficial. That's why people are wondering why Morikawa didn't come back because he did that. He played the Scottish, then won the Open, and didn't come and do it this year. So people are kind of curious about that. All right, 9K range for you here. Patrick Cantley, 99. Ricky, up to 98, and he actually deserves it. It's beautiful. Spieth, 97, for the miscut in Scotland. Marikawa, 96. Fitz, 95. Hatton, 94. Fleetwood, 93. DJ, 92. Lowry, 91. Cam Young, 9,000. Real quick, did you see the um, the Hatton discord on Twitter late today, by chance? No. Um, there's a picture. Whenever he waves, he has his ball in his hand. It's almost like a circle change motion. Uh, for baseball, but it was a back angle. It looked like he was flipping the fans off on 18. Oh. <laughs> and so some, you know, Twitter knucklehead decides, oh, look at this. This is bad for golf, blah, blah, blah. So Hatton responds with a forward picture of him doing it and goes, <laughs> says something really smart ass, which is great. It was perfect. It says, I hope you have a great week. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. But, uh, okay, who do you like in this range? Yeah, um, not Patrick Cantley. I'll go ahead and tell you that. So yeah. most likely he will top 10 this week because I played him last week and – didn't even sniff the cut. Uh, Ricky, very playable at, at 9,800. Um, 
pretty good showing for him coming off the win at the Rocket Mortgage uh, the week, the couple of weeks prior. So uh, I think Ricky's very playable. Um, he has done well in the past in some open championships. Uh, Jordan Spieth, man, I mean, I don't know what to do with him. So like the only reason I want to play him, I, I'm sure I know you follow him at PJ Splits 101 on Twitter. He put out a, uh, uh, a strokes gain list for every single round played on link style courses, which includes just a, a bunch of courses out there. But Jordan Spieth averages more strokes game per round than anybody else in the field. Now he's not even that close. Yeah, it's not. And, and, but his, his, you know, he doesn't have as many rounds as Fleetwood does. I mean, Fleetwood has three times, almost three times as many rounds, two and a half times as many rounds. Uh, but, um, you know, I mean, that's the only reason, I mean, I don't know what to do with Jordan, man. I mean, it's, you know, coming in back to back miscuts, uh, finished fifth at the Memorial and then miscut 29th miscut first. It's just, it's a weird, it's a weird year. I mean, like typically when, when Jordan's going to win, like for example, at the heritage, you know, we you could kind of see it coming third, fourth leading up to the heritage. And this is just, so, I mean, spending 9,700 for him up here. I don't know. I'd rather go like with Hatton, obviously played well last week, Fleetwood, same thing. DJ's very interesting. Finished 12th here in 2014. Um, come off the 10th place, finished the U S open. No idea what he's been doing on the live tour. Uh, I, I heard, I heard he has the most birdies on live this season. If that means anything to you. Oh, does he? Yeah. You, you know, what was funny is I saw a live account, uh, tweet out if Rory McElroy wins and nobody is, nobody gets to watch it. Did it actually happen? <laughs> Guys that fun. run the CW or what? <laughs> yeah. From, from a live account, like the live updates, like one of the bigger live accounts. Uh, it's so funny. Uh, and last but not least, Cam Young. I mean, nine nine thousand. I think this is way too much for you know his given form coming in. Um, but he's another guy who kind of pops a little bit on this uh, list. No, actually, I saw him on a different list um, of just guys who kind of fit the mold of you know guys who play well at opens Links. traditionally. Sure. So I think Cam can be stuck in there. Um, but yeah, I really like you know the Hatton. Fleetwood area, Ricky. I'm not going to be alone in any of those takes, though. So it's not like I am. Yeah, that's you know, that's the issue here. here. I think it comes down to like we always say, differentiate below. It's kind of the way to go about it. Because I'm with you, Cantley. I'm not going to play either. So you guys are all welcome for us uh, helping you with that one. Because I always get him wrong. It's like how you used to always get Xander wrong. I always get Cantley wrong. Always. I can't. I can't get him or Xander right either yeah. one. Well, they, it's because they're wine buddies. Like they're they're on the same wavelength. It's very very tilting with those two. <laughs> But I'm with you on Ricky, 100%. He's going to be very popular. He's finished, obviously, he's in great form. Everything you want to see from Ricky, even last week in Scotland, just steady Eddie doing his thing, played very well. He finished great here in 2014. That's going to carry a lot of weight in people's conversations. But like just some of the key stats, he does well. He's second around the green the last 24 rounds, 10th on approach. He's third in the par fives over 600 yards. Like He's doing everything really, really well right now, and it's what you want to see. Um, Fitzpatrick's one of my dudes, though. We talk about it all the time, links courses, windy courses. I love Fitz. He's 19th in my model. Um, if it is going to get ugly somehow, I'm in. Uh, if not, I, I still like him, too. He's proven now he can't. It used to be the narrative, like, okay, if it's a lot of birdies, we're not playing him. He's proven he can actually do that now. He, he can, like, when he won the Heritage, that was, he put up some birdies. So if it's a course he likes, a, a form he likes, he's in, and he can hit that driver a ton now, which is great to see. He's great at avoiding bogeys and double bogeys, which is also what you want to see here. I'll go right back to Terrell again. Love Hatton. Fleetwood's going to be super popular because – I saw something, um, it's like over the last 24, 36 rounds or something, maybe longer than that even. The only player to be top 30 in like 
driving accuracy, putting around the green approach. And one other major category is Tommy Fleetwood. The only guy in the top 30 yeah, I saw in all too. categories, yeah. which is and crazy. It, it's crazy to think he's the only one, but it makes sense the way he's playing. Like he played great in Canada. He's played really great coming into this. He's a phenomenal links player. That thing you referenced with Spieth, Fleet was right up there too. Like he's one of the, the top links guys also. So uh, Fleetwood at 93, he's 15th in my model. He's great at scrambling, great at bogey avoidance. He's everything you want to see at a British Open. DJ's, I'm with you. I got him starred. I'm going to keep an eye on DJ. He's one of those guys that if he might come in lower owned because he got the Fleetwood right there, you got the Hattons and everything, that could be fun. And that's kind of where I round out my 9K. I just can never bring myself to Cam Young. He played great here in his Open debut last year at a different golf course, obviously, but his first time at the Open. Um, I just don't like the form. He had a better form coming in last year too, and I'm just not seeing it. He took last week off so he could play, uh, get rest up. Uh, I, I wish he would have played last week, let's put it that way. Uh, so I'll be taking off on Cam Young. 8K, you got Matsuyama at 89, Bryson at 88, Wyndham Clark down to 87. Honestly, I thought he'd be more expensive. I did, just because of the way he's playing and winning the U.S. Open. But I'll take 87. Such a bad price. Yep, it is. He deserves better. Uh, JT at 86, Burns 85, Homa 84, Sungjae 83, Finau 82, Tom Kim 81, and Justin Rose 8,000. I think you can slowly start differentiating here if you'd like. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, like you said, Wyndham Clark, this is just a, a stupid price on him. I mean, like, I have zero idea how Cameron Young is is more expensive than Wyndham Clark. I really, I think they probably should have been f- swapped. Like, But really, Wyndham Clark is probably, I mean, above – Hatton at this point. I mean, you know, not, yeah. it should be that ninety five hundred dollar range. But either way, I, I, if we're gonna give they're gonna give them to us at eighty seven hundred. I'm gonna play them all day, every day. Uh, Finau was also on that list of guys who have gained um, a lot. He was he's second on this list of guys who have gained the most strokes at uh, link style uh, courses. He's at two point oh seven per round. That's over forty four rounds. So um, Finau is is I do feel like is a good play this week. He is coming off a miscut the rocket mortgage tom kim um had another good showing uh at the scottish last week uh that's after a miscut um you know before that but a couple of good finishes prior to that i I didn't know what to do with him last week and didn't play him and then obviously he played pretty well uh so wyndham clark is my main dude in here i I don't i don't know what to do with like thomas like i i I feel like the price is low again on him so he's probably playable but he's not 8300 I know it's only 8,600, but it's not 8,300 in the Scottish Open field. He's 8,600 in the Open Championship field. I don't know. I, I think he's playable, but am I going to try to force him in? Probably not. Yeah, unless you're doing multi-entry, I'll have no Justin Thomas. I'm with you there. Wyndham is my dude as well. I Wyndham, I like Tony Fino quite a bit for the things you mentioned. But Justin Rose at 8K, uh, you get a guy over here. He's got a long history in the Open and the Lynx. So I'll take some Justin Rose. He's 12th in my model over the last uh, 24 rounds. His approach game's top 10. His proximity from 200 plus is top 10, which makes sense if your approach game's there. But the par four, the short par fours, are the 450 to 500. He's 14th. Bogey avoidance, he's great. So at 8K, I'll, I'll look at, at Jay Rose. The other guy I like a lot, and it's going to be weird, is Bryson DeChambeau. Obviously, he has to get off the tee, which he's been doing much better. He's, he's played really well in the majors this year which gives me optimism. He's played well in his last few live starts. Take those with whatever grain of salt you want. But over the last 24 rounds on tour, which mainly are – that's what I'm thinking about the live guys now. It's mainly major rounds if you're doing 24 rounds. So this is the best of the best fields. He's still 40th in my model. 
He's eighth off the tee. He's fourth in the par fours, 450 to 500. He's first in the par five, 600 to 650. Um, it's just about limiting the, the big blowups, which you never know with Bryson. That's 100%. And, you know, missing far right on 18, that screams Bryson DeChambeau. We'll just think it out, out loud. But um, I'll take my chances at 8900 bucks or 8800 bucks, and maybe get some uh, low-owned Bryson DeChambeau in this price range. 7K to 75, you got Scotty, Gooch, Day, Connors, Min, Wu, Lee, Keegan Bradley, Reed, Neiman, and Figala. Who you like in here? Yeah, I'll go back to Adam Scott. I know he missed the cut last week. Um, after I basically said he, he wouldn't, but uh, I, I think 7,900, he's playable. Corey Connors had a really good round. He shot four under, I think, on uh, Sunday in that wind. Um, two, maybe three under, but he, he had like one of the best rounds besides uh, Bobby Mack. Um, finished 15th in his last start at the Open Championship, which was in 2021. Uh, he did miss the cut in his previous start prior to that, but... Um, I think Corey Connors is playable. And then Patrick Reed, man, I don't know. He missed the cut here in 2014. Uh, his last three uh, open championships go miscut cut 10th, 28th. Um, I think, unless there was a missing one in 2022. But either way, uh, you know, I, I think he's playable. I just got a kind of a feeling that he is going to show up this week. I don't know. Just kind of a gut deal. So. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and mention him as well. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with uh, – sorry, there we go. Um, I like Scotty with you there. I'll go back to Gooch, who's coming in playing some really good golf. Also, I uh, wish he would have been in the U.S. Open, but that's a Tim Anderson discussion, not mine. But uh, I'll take some cancel with Gooch at 7800 bucks. Minwoo Lee at 77 I'll keep going back to Minwoo Lee. Um you know, he's won the Scottish Open before. Last week, he, he played well, finished 35th. He was ninth of the Travelers, 5th at the U.S. Open, uh, 18th at the PGA Championship. Coming in in really, really good forms. He's, he's uh, number one in scrambling in, the, in this field. And my model is 7th in bogey avoidance. Um, there are some holes in his game, obviously. But I think he's got the upside of $7,700 to make things quite interesting. I love Corey Connors. I like him a lot at $7,700. bucks. i am with you there, especially if it gets windy. He showed it on Sunday, like you said. Phenomenal win player and Corey Connors. Really, really good. Obviously, we always like like him for his approach game. Uh, he can bogey avoidance is great. I like Connors a lot with you on that one. And then uh, Keegan Bradley is a guy I go to in tough events. Uh, it's you know Keegan can tilt us. They call it going full Keegan for a reason. Like it, it happens. But the dude's uh, playing some really, really, really good golf. Twenty first the Rocket Mortgage, first of the Travelers, missed the cut at the U.S. Open. I want to say it was on the number, but I could be wrong. Uh, but like thirtieth, twenty ninth, thirty fifth. He's just playing consistent good golf, and in the big boy tournaments, he kind of sh- he shows up for the most part and keeps it interesting. Obviously, Yosef missed cut. I'll clarify that again, but um, he has been serviceable at seventy six hundred bucks. Heck, he's a Ryder Cup member, so put that one your the back of your pipe and smoke it. But uh, I-, I like that with Keegs at seventy six. Now it starts to get real fun, Jesse. Seven K yeah. to seventy four. Who you like in here? Yeah, there's some definitely some guys here, especially Ryan Fox. I love Ryan Fox this week at 7,400. It's probably a bad thing. I'll probably have way too much of him, and I'll probably miss the cut. But, I mean, he, he made the cut last week. He finished uh, – of course, they don't have the shit loaded. Uh, 12th, tied for 12th last week, 43rd at the uh, U.S. Open, 30th at Memorial, 21st Charles Schwab, 23rd PGA, 26th Masters. I mean – He's been playing really difficult places and making the cut, and he's only 7,400 this week. So I like him quite a bit. Uh, Denny McCarthy, 
the model likes him, uh, I'm guessing because of the uh, consecutive top tens uh, after his his. He, Denny McCarthy won the Memorial this year. He didn't win. He finished runner up to um, to Hovland. Oh, okay. For some reason, we got a one beside him here on Fancy Labs. Anyway, Denny playoff. playing really good golf right now. Um, obviously, that runner up and then twentieth U.S. Open, seventh, sixth, and two uh, starts uh, since then. So. Pretty good. And then Nick Taylor at 7,100. Um, I feel like you mentioned him last week. I at least yes. want to give you credit for that because I feel like you're now the the, the Nick Taylor whisperer. We gave up on um, P. Raj. You missed the cut again, folks. This is we're in one of those those doldrums of P. Raj times. <laughs> and I've been off of him. I haven't said this P. Raj week in a while. So right, 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 right. Uh, Nick Taylor finished 20 or 20, uh, 19th last week. Uh, so good showing there as that, as your back to back missed cuts after his win at the Canadian. Um, so it seems like obviously he can play link style golf courses and maybe has it figured out. So, uh, those would be my three main targets in this range. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, the Nick Taylor one I'm torn on this week. I do like the price tag for a guy playing good golf. So I'm not going to say count them off. That's for sure. But for me in here, I'm with you hundred percent of Ryan Fox. I've been playing him pretty much weekly right now. Cause he's underpriced in my book. You mentioned why, like the finishes he's making, that's steady Eddie, and he's a guy that can bomb a golf ball at the same time. Like par fours, four fifty to five hundred. He's second in this field. He's playing great golf, so I like the Fox call. I think Harris English is very much in play. If we're talking a guy about approach game, relatively good driving accuracy, uh, he can play a bit in the wind. Um, it's kind of a boring approach, but we've seen Harris like towards the top of leaderboards and, and stuff like this. I like him at seventy four hundred bucks. Uh, Russell Henley is another approach guy at 74, and he, he's a great bogey avoidance player. So I'm in on him. I got Denny McCarthy here. Uh, a couple others. Siwoo Kim is 18th in my model. This is annoying. Uh, his driving accuracy sixth best in the field right now. Good at par four scoring. Uh, it's just can he putt? That's always the Siwoo game. So he could play here. Um, Abraham Answer plays great at Lynx courses. I don't know how well he's playing on live right now. Brian Harmon's coming in in great form. And if it's uh, another, you don't have to bomb bomb the ball, but like accuracy and then approach game that does fit Brian Harmon's game pretty well. So there's a lot of ways to go here. The only other two guys I wanted to just bring up, I really want to play Adam Shank, but I'm terrified because he's really never been in this position. That's like he's playing such great golf, but it's in fields where it's like birdie fest, and it's but it's like chip and putt birdie fest type deal. Yeah. I don't know if this. I don't know if this is. Yeah, I, I, I want to be proven wrong on Sunday. I'll probably be watching from afar. But I just want to bring him <laughs> up because he's 13th on my model. Like He's fourth in approach, fourth in proximity, 200 plus. Great of bogey avoidance. Like I just can't bring my scrambling's horrific, and that could cost him tremendously here. Uh, so I'll probably pass on him. And the same with Sepp Straka. Approach game is always great. I just don't know what to do with Sepp at 7K. So I think I'm going to pass on that one. All right. Who you like in the 6K and the 5K range? We'll combine them here. <laughs> I would love to love somebody at 5,500, but I was looking at those names. I don't even recognize half of them. I think a, a, a GBP play this week is Phil Mickelson at 6,900. He finished 23rd here in 2014. Um, you know, missed the cut at the U.S. Open, but 58th at the PJ Championship, second at the Masters this year. No idea what he's been doing on live. Jordan Smith, who I mentioned last week, um, Made the cut, and I think he finished like in the middle of the pack of the guys who made the cut. But uh, 6,800, he's playable again. Padraig Harrington had another good showing. Where did he end up finishing this past week? Yeah, 42nd. So he shot four over on Sunday or whatever, kind of fell back a little bit. 
Uh, but he was at seven under going into Sunday, which was, you know, inside the top 20 there. Um, and Podrick uh, missed the cut here in 2014, but has won uh, open championships, actually won back to back in 2007 and 2008. And he's still playing some pretty solid golf pretty right now. Golf. So yeah. uh, for an old guy, uh, JT Poston, 6,500, had a pretty good showing um, this past week and had a good week the week before. So sixth at the Scottish. And uh, the week before that, he was uh, sixth at the John Deere Classic. So at 6,500, I think he is somebody who you could go to. Matt Wallace at 6,000 is a guy who I would play in that range if I was there. The models like to, I'm assuming they're Japanese dudes, Nakajima, Sima, Simi, Simikawa, just butchered the hell out of those names. I apologize. Um, but those are two guys at 5,900 that my model uh, is giving some some uh, some bump to there. And that, that's, man, I don't know. I, I don't know where else to go down here. Maybe you've got somebody like in, I, I don't got, know, I got I don't know half these damn people. I'll, I'll mention a couple because everyone's talking about them, so we might as well mention them. But for me in the 6Ks, I'm going to look more into Usti, but – these are the courses to play Usti. I just don't know what his form is right now completely, but 6900 bucks for a dude that I would have played if he was still on the PGA Tour religiously at like 8800 bucks probably here. So uh, give me some Usti at 69 Bobby Mack at 68 Can't wait to see that ownership after last week. Um, I was waiting to use him this week. Someone even asked me in our Discord. I'm like, uh, about last week, like, yeah, I'm kind of off. I want to see some more, like some better form real quick out of him. And you know, he showed it on Sunday, unfortunately. Um, so I do like him at that price point though at 68. 100% with you on Georgia Smith. Had him start off. Then a couple other guys that we were kind of talking about last week. I'll go right back to you this week. Alexander Bjork, another another showing for Bjork. We mentioned the good form coming in. Um last week he finished 35th at the Scottish Open. He was playing great on the on the, the European tour. So uh I think he's hundred percent in play at 67. Victor Perez at 66, playing really consistently good golf. And I actually heard He's about to qualify for his PGA Tour card. He's going to move to the States next year, which is interesting to see. So um, I do like some Vic Perez. Yannick Paul is another guy we've been talking about. But then you mentioned Poston, who I think is 100% in play at 65. Um, and Andrew Putnam is a guy I, I was looking at. 42nd in Scotland, 45th at Travelers, 43rd at the U.S. Open, 5th at the Memorial, 29th at Charles Schwab. That's his last five events. That's pretty decent form, especially for a dude at 6500 bucks. A guy that we know could putt very, very well. Par five scoring, he's ninth on six hundred to six fifty, which is something we said we need to accomplish. It's his approach game that kind of gets him wonky at times, but I think sixty five hundred bucks, I'll take that chance. Tomas Dietrich down to sixty four, like it's usually the Fox and Dietrich show for me. Um, Dietrich loves the Scottish Open, came out like a gangbuster on Thursday, finished forty second overall, but uh, he's been struggling in the U.S. I think you know we saw the better form in Scotland. I think I'll take forty second honestly at sixty four. I'd like better, but. He can make the cut at 64. I like Dietrich. Um, and then some names you're going to hear, and I need to do more work on them, is Daniel Hiller is a popular name that's been swarmed around there. Doesn't rate out good in my model, but none of these guys will for the most part. He's big. Uh, Antoine Rosner is actually 83rd in my model. He's really, really playing good on the European tour. So I, I know who he is. That's a promising one. And then Matthew Southgate at 56 is a name you're hearing everywhere. Everywhere. Um, he's from the area. He knows the course. He's coming in in pretty good Euro form. Uh, he did miss the cut last week at Scottish Open, but overall playing some decent golf. So you'll hear Southgate's name at 56 
quite a bit. And there's other ones you'll hear. People are trying to force it down here, but um, I'll probably do my best to avoid most of this range. All right, 10K and above. Jesse, let's recap things. Who's your number one? I'm going to say Scheffler. Um, I, not, I can't argue Scheffler. So I'm not even going to try. I can't even try to do that. Um, at least I have options. Oh, man. I'm going to go Cam Smith. But I told you guys my Brooks narrative up top. If I find a low owned Brooks, we are going to pound town. That's all I know. Like, I will take my chances. If I can differentiate in the 10K range like that, game on. So we'll see how that goes. 9K range, who you got? I'll take Hatton so you Hat Hatton so Hatton. you can take Fleetwood. Yeah, that's pretty fair. I'll, I'll take Tommy. This is a good range, though. Yeah, they're both great plays. I'm not going to argue that. But yes, Fleetwood, 8K range. It's Wyndham Clark. Yeah, it's Wyndham Clark. Uh, since you took Wendy, I'll go Bryson at 88. But Wendy's the top play there. 75 to 79. Corey Connors. That's a great play too. All uh, since you took Connors, I'll go Minwoo Lee. 7K to 74. Ryan Fox. I love that. We're on the same page. It's going to be a bad week, Jesse. Um, <laughs> since you took Fox, I'll go with Harris English at 74. And then your favorite punt play. Uh, Jordan Smith. Yeah, that's not bad. I'll probably go with – give me Andrew Putnam. It's between Putnam and Poston. Just punt it at 65 is what it comes down to. All right. You can definitely pay cash this week because of the pricing, but just know the wind is going to affect a lot of your cash dreams. Just just know that ahead of time. But if you're starting out a cash lineup, Jesse, how are you starting it out? Uh, Wyndham Clark. Yeah, easily. Um, it's pretty Finale. easy. Finale. Yeah, Finale. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and probably Corey, Corey Connors. Connors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were on the same page. That was easy. There's I your mean, top three people, folks. Yeah, yeah. Just lock Probably and load. Top three highest own, too, but yeah. Yeah, well, cash, who cares? Yeah. Um, tournaments, though, how you starting things out? Scotty. Um Probably Hatton or Fleetwood, one of the two, and then definitely Ryan Fox. I'll go with uh, let's go Brooks Kepka, Tommy Fleetwood, Wyndham Clark. I know it might be popular, but I'll differentiate elsewhere because the one thing I'll mention, I was listening to some shows while I was working today, and the early look DraftKings show that uh, Mayo did with Kenny Kemp and um, Torpix, um, they were doing a lot of Rory and Scotty builds by using like a 5K and a 6K guy. It almost leaves the 8K and part of the 9K completely dead. So it might not be as wide owned as we think type thing because everyone wants Scotty and Rory. I hope that's the truth. Right. I will live in that 8 and 9K range. Yeah. There's a, like so, so many good golfers in that 8 and 9K range that uh, I'll take my chances. That's what it comes down to. All right. The moment that we always wait for here. Who are your picks to win this week, Jesse? Yeah. I mean, just ridiculous that Scotty and Rory are seven to one. Well, Rory's moved to six and a half, but either way, Brooks at 18, it, I think that that's bettable. Like I'd rather bet him at 18 to one than I would play him on DraftKings at that price. Um, that's just how I, how I view that. I like to hear uh, that. do what I like to hear that. <laughs> uh, Tommy Fleetwood at 28, um, I think is, is doable there. Uh, Wyndham Clark at 65. Yeah, bet that, people. Please, if you yeah. bet golf, bet that. Just do it. Uh, Ryan Fox, you know, obviously he's 100. I'm not really liking that, but like a top 10 is seven and a half to one. I don't mind that. That's not that. bad. Yeah. Scotty at plus 160 at top five. You can bet that if you like, or minus 125 at the top 10. Just feel free to bet that. <laughs> yeah, if you want. just want some free money. Yeah. <laughs> just, feel, just go with the top 10. It's, make, it's negative juice, but feel free to yeah. bet that one if you like. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, that seems like that's the first bet I would look at every week right about now. Eventually he'll lose it, but then he'll get it back for the next 10 weeks probably. Right. right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Brooks at 18, I think that is a very fair price. I'm with you there. Um, Xander at 25, as much as we like, we didn't love him for DK, I think it's a fair price if he shows up. Like, I think 25 is a very fair price for Xander, who's played really good in, in links golf like this. I like Tommy at 28. Can he finally finish one is the question. You know, Morikawa, the defending champion, is 35, just played well in his last event. Um, fits at fits at fifty stands out to me. That's that's one I like. Fits at fifty. You mentioned Wyndham at sixty five. Those are two price tags I like a lot. I would like to say Corey at seventy. I don't know if he can finish, but Corey like plus five fifty the top ten. I yeah. think that's a good one with Corey Connors. Um, everyone's gonna want to drool over JT at eighty. I can already see it now. I'll pass. I like your Ryan Fox top ten one. Uh, farther down, though, I'll give you guys one more top ten just for fun. Let's just throw let's throw a big dart at somebody here. Harris English Phil, plus plus twelve hundred to top ten. Uh, Phil Mickelson sixteen to one to top ten. Yeah, it's not bad either. So there's a couple longer shot top tens. You could probably get decent top twenty numbers as well. So should be a fun week. I love we well we love major golf. That's simple. Um, I know I love the Open. I talk about it every time when we talk about our four majors every year. So I just hope I can catch enough of it on Thursday and Friday between work and everything. I'll probably have it on my iPad while I drive around all day or something. But um, any final thoughts as we get ready for the fourth major? We only have like five weeks of golf left before whatever the off season is now. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, just obviously keep an eye on the weather. That's the big thing, you know, with just like with last week. Yep, it's going to be a shit show, but enjoy it. It's our shit show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Cause the Pod at Always Press DFS. I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll be back with you guys next week with more fun PGA action. But for now, You're always pressing PGA DFS preview of the 2023 British Open. Catch you all next time.